From the southeastern corner of western North Carolina, this is Polklore. I'm your host, James Hernishan. For as long as I can remember, Polk County has wanted a Y. There's one in Hendersonville, after all. Asheville, Greenville, and Spartanburg all have at least one YMCA branch. There's even Ys in Black Mountain and Marion. But there's a big gap in the map dominated by Polk County. The Spartanburg Y does run some programs here, and Camp Skyuka dates back all the way to the 1950s. But what people really want is an indoor pool. At least, that's what last year's public survey discovered. Of the 3,000-odd people who filled out the survey, 84% wanted a place to swim year-round. But indoor pools are expensive. Not just to build, but to maintain. It's one thing to rent out a small YMCA that offers some space to work out and host some prenatal classes for expecting families. A heated indoor swimming facility is something else entirely different. And until recently the costs seem to be out of reach for a county as small as ours. Back in, 19 Back in 2007, the Polk County Community Foundation received a large donation that was earmarked for the construction of a Y at Harmon Field. But the level of community support back then wasn't enough to keep the project alive, and within a year, the foundation had found other uses for the money. It looked like the idea was pretty much dead. But two years ago, something that looked suspiciously like a plea from a Nigerian prince landed in the inbox of Spartanburg Y CEO Rick Calebs. It took a while to verify, but that email, an offer to make a $2 million donation, turned out to be legit, and eventually led to the announcement that Polk County would soon be home to its own YMCA complex, complete with an indoor swimming pool. Assuming everything comes together as planned, it's going to be built at the intersection of Highway 74 and Highway 108 in Columbus. Rick has been part of the Y movement for more than 40 years, and he's run Ys both large and small. We met at the Womack building in Columbus at the end of March to talk about what it's going to take to make sure Polk County doesn't miss out on the best chance to see the project come to fruition. Rick Calebs, thank you for joining Polklore. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Always good to talk about the YMCA. Well, I think a lot of people are talking about the YMCA these days, thanks to uh, big advances in the attempts to bring a Y to Polk County. So can you tell me a little bit about what your uh, organization in Spartanburg has wanted to do and what it envisions doing in Polk County? Yeah, well, uh, Polk County is part of our service area. Has uh, We have a history here in Polk County. Uh, uh, from 1955 to 1985, we had a resident camp up on top of White Oak, Camp Skyuka. So uh, National has um, service areas, and so we have Spartanburg County and Polk County. So we want to serve the people of Polk County. Um, our YMCA has been um, a real big growth mode lately. Uh, we've uh, had, while the pandemic was hard on a lot of YMCAs, we've been very blessed. We're excited about the opportunity to meet and serve more people, and that's that's sort of led us to this point. Now, people have been asking and hoping that a Y might come to Polk County for a very long time, as long as I've been here, uh, way back when people thought it might be nice to set one up at Harmon Field, given its central location and um, it's already recreational purposes. But that's not what it, the new plan is. 
right? Can you describe what you foresee being built over by where I guess 108 and 74 intersect? I can. That's a and that's a great question. And I've been in Spartanburg for 20 years of my 42 year career. And um, originally there was uh, talk about why uh, being in um, at Harmon Field and uh, and the local people were working with the Hendersonville Y, and uh, which I was fine with, even though it's our service area. If they could get some, we just want to see people get served. And but that didn't work out, and I, I don't know the reasons behind that. And a few years after that, they contacted us, and we just didn't have the right partners to to get it off the ground. And uh, but one of the things that makes this difference and really answers your question is the county government. The county contacted us about three years ago and uh, uh, talked about building a community center and and that wanted our expertise in running it. And um, and so we started running some of the recreation programs in the recreation department and that and formed a committee. And that's sort of how this we've evolved to now where we're looking at that community center that they were talking about. Now, it's a big step from uh, running some programs in a county like ours to actually building a facility, although every Y is a little bit different. I know that much about the YMCA. I mean, it depends on the, the community, how elaborate, how uh, many different services and programs are offered. What exactly do you envision seeing being offered through the new center you're talking about building? Well, thanks for asking that as well. I, the the committee they formed a committee and um, they did a great job of uh, of exploring those what should be offered. And you're right, if you've seen one why, you've seen one why, and they're there to meet community needs. So you'll uh, the community need in Spartanburg might be different than the community need here. Uh, but they did their due diligence. Um, uh, we've uh, did uh, performer budgets to make sure that the operational sound. And, um, but we also hired an outside consultant to come in and do studies. And they did a survey, I'm thinking it's been about six, nine months ago, and asked the people what they thought the community needs were and what the response was. And the response was overwhelmingly positive and, and um, way more, uh, feedback, positive feedback than we had anticipated as far as membership, uh, very clear on what the community saw the needs were. Uh, the number one thing was an indoor pool. Prior to that, I think in 2018, they had uh, done a uh, health assessment. And one of the things that come out of that was a need for a YMCA and a need for a pool. Uh, so the survey helped us uh, with their providing information for future sustainability, but also helped us with how we design or designing the facility. And, uh, and so the things that got rated the highest, um, those are included. Now, one of the things that uh, we've been very cautious about is uh, it's gonna be a, about a 32,000 square foot facility, something in that range, uh, uh, something that we think uh, will make it more sustainable. If it grows, we've, uh, we're working in ways to add on if we have to in the future. Uh, but um, we're excited about the conceptual drawings of it, uh, you know, looking forward to getting started and hopefully opening in 2025. That's not too long in the future. 
that's correct. We just finished another study. Uh, this is a, a public-private venture. We're, we're hoping the county is uh, going to fund part of the building, and, and then we're going to help them with uh, some fundraising. And uh, we've just done some studies with an outside group to uh, see what we might be able to raise financially. And so big step forward in the last few months, really, with the donation of the land and uh, with the uh, recent study on, on fundraising, we feel very confident that 25 is a good day to, to look forward to. So what kind of things will people be able to do at the Y? Well, there's, uh, the Y will be governed here by a local advisory board. And they'll, they'll help with suggestions from programming, but there'll be uh, uh, the current layout has a swimming pool and um, child uh, watch area and fitness area, walking track, gymnasium. Um, they'll be able to play pickleball. While everybody's excited about the facility, and rightfully so, uh, YMCA's are primarily program centers. And some of the program will take uh, place outside of those four walls. So we're, we're uh, it, some of it will depend, I'll go back to the community needs. We've had a great relationship with the school system here. We already run summer camp. And we're located in two of the school facilities in the summer. Uh, but there's other programs that we may be able to run with them. Uh, such as after school or teaching every second grader to swim. So a lot of it depends on the local board and, um, and what they see as the needs as well. Well, let's talk a bit about the pool, which I think is, again, everyone uh, identified that as a top priority, basically. And uh, I can understand why it's difficult to swim for at least half the year around here, thanks to the weather. So an indoor pool is certainly uh, a valued asset for any community, but it's also extremely expensive compared to rooms for running programs or say holding a series of classes, of prenatal classes for mothers or something. I mean, it's a really expensive thing and it costs a lot of money to maintain a pool over the decades that would be in operation. I guess the, one of the reasons why I think some people were surprised that we're actually going ahead with this is Polk County is not very big. So where is the money going to come from to support not just the construction of, of the new facility, but maintain it? Uh, it's a good question. Appreciate you asking that. It's not just Polk County. The, the, one of the things that is in our favor is um, there's 21,000 people or so in this county, but there's also uh, northern Spartanburg which is hungry for services. We also think it'll draw from Rufferton County, uh, Lake Lure, South Hendersonville, probably. Most uh, Ys in small towns will, will drive uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get to the location. It's one of the things I love about the location is uh, it makes it easy for people from Landrum, makes it easy for people from... Uh, uh, this side of Hendersonville uh, makes it easy for people from Rufferton to get to. And so amenities that you don't normally have, uh, if you offer those in a small town, the drive time sort of extends. Whereas in downtown Spartanburg, that drive time might be 12 minutes, or, uh, 15 minutes at most. So it really depends on the amenities. But we're, we're very confident when you, when you stretch out, when you look into that whole population, that we'll have the membership to uh, support it. And um, 
And another thing is uh, being starting out as a small facility, we think uh, the cost will be um, less than a 60,000 square foot facility, less to maintain, less uh, air conditioners to uh, replace. Uh, but you're, you're correct, the pool is the most expensive part, but it came back with a 90% uh, 90% of the people that returned a survey uh, requested an indoor pool. So we think the impact for that. There's other ways that we plan on going about that is um, uh, maybe starting an endowment program uh, with the local community foundation and seeing and trying to get people to give to that to help support the building. What about corporate support? Because that's often a major part of any sort of big community project. It is, and we've had some meetings with corporations and gotten some positive feedback. But the, the, the guts of it, most of it comes from the local people. And uh, so we're, we're excited about the, uh, the returns on the survey. It really was way more market penetration than we had thought we would get. And, but that's not atypical of a small town. Um, my first CEO job, I was in a town very similar to this size, and we got uh, 15, 16% of the population to join and was uh, financially secure for the nine and a half years I was there. I, I mean, I'm not an expert in that field, but that's very impressive. I think 15 to 16% of the population. 15 to 16% of the population. Uh, currently in Spartanburg right now, we ran some numbers the other day. We're at 16.5%. Um, so we're really good at running programs, I think, that people want, need, understanding the community need. Um, and when we built a downtown location in Spartanburg 10 years ago, uh, we did a study then too, and we were told we'd get six to 8%. And uh, so um, a lot of it depends on the programming. Uh, we have, we've had some outstanding programming in Spartanburg. We have one of the top two or three swim teams in the, uh, in the country, and uh, so, uh, which helps a lot. And uh, so it's really about quality of services and making sure people get what they pay for. What about the challenge that every, every operation that has employees is facing these days? It's tough to find employees, especially to work at jobs that don't pay a whole heck of a lot. I mean, the Y historically has been a great place for young people to get a job being a lifeguard or something like that. But for what the Y historically pays, it, you're going to be facing a lot of competition for those people. Uh, we understand that. We face a lot of competition with, with, from, for people now. We're trying to design the building in a way that uh, uh, staffing will, will not require as many staff, so we're, which is an intriguing problem to do, but there's some ways to do it. Uh, we try to pay in Spartanburg. Uh, we, we, our goal is to be the best paying wine in the state. We're not ashamed of it because we want to offer quality services, and we do pay fairly well uh, for our staff. Uh, it typically is a first job for a lot of teenagers. We're excited about that. We're excited that we're going to be right next to the high school, be able to offer some jobs to high school students. We also know that we've got a high senior population. There's some seniors that like to work and do, and do extra uh, hours. We have some of those. We've got some senior lifeguards now in Spartanburg at the set up on the stand and help make our pools work there. Um, we're pretty good with water. We've got uh, five pools in Spartanburg, so uh, we understand the cost of water. 
and understand the operations of it and um, and understand the challenges. It, it certainly can be challenging at times, but uh, we're pretty good at operations. We're pretty confident we'll be okay with operations. No, you're, uh, I find you an interesting individual because you not only have a lot of experience with the Y, but you're also familiar with Polk County, right? That's correct. I mean, you, you live here. I, I live on Houston Road, right, right. on the Wado, yes. So, um, you, you, in other words, you're familiar with both ends of the equation, basically, supply and demand. I am, yes. And what do you anticipate, and maybe this is not a fair question, but what do you anticipate the biggest challenge for making this work will be? You know, I think uh, for, in my conversations, is uh, the why is unique. And I don't say that in a um, derogatory or, or a bragging way. It's just a different organization. And I'm not sure, when you go into a community that's not had a why, um, it's a learning process for the community. And it's a learning process for our staff on how we educate people about the why. And the why is an ever-evolving organization. And um, and so we like to think we're on, on the uh, best practices and the trends. And uh, we worked to be on top of that. But I think it's not a recreation department, and that's not saying anything about the recreation department. It's not a church. I'm not. That's not in. Uh, it's not a school. And uh, so, um, programming for people um, is uh, and having them understand maybe what the best practice is uh, or why we do things sometimes can be different. And uh, but uh, I've worked in five YMCA's, and it people tend to. Um, gravitate toward it. We're, it's a highly respected brand. It's, I think the brand's worth like $9 billion. And, uh, and so it brings a real uh, change to community. And, and it's really different. Nobody's turned away due to inability to pay. We have scholarships. And one of the things uh, we're most proud of in, in Spartanburg is uh, last year we gave away $2 million in scholarships and free services and subsidies. Uh, for our community. And if I put that in perspective, that's um, that's probably more than Portland, Oregon YMCA. And so Spartanburg has the Terriers and Portland, Oregon has the, the Trailblazers. It's a little <laughs> bit different size community. And so um, it's an organization where an individual may say, well, that's where I work out or that's where my kid swims or that's where my kid does childcare. But it's really an organization that brings people together and all people. And so uh, in a world that's divided, I think it it's a safe place for people to come. And uh, we don't seem to have the problems that they do uh, outside our four walls. And Well, let's talk a little bit about the customization of, of the why to the, the folks of Polk County, and I guess Rutherfordton and, um, and Landrum, because that is an important part of this equation. We'll be drawing from more than just Columbus, Tryon, and Saluda. Each Y tries really hard to uh, tailor its services to the local community, and that creates different cultures, different sets of services. You'll be drawing on your experience running, I think it was two Ys, two, two facilities in Spartanburg? Three. Three, three, okay. I mean, how much of your uh, experience with those Ys will, can you apply to Polk County, and how much will have to be you know, a little bit different? You know, I, I don't. I don't know if it's if it's different. I think uh, 
I think uh, for us, the, the goal is to give great customer service, just as it is for any other uh, a business. And, uh, and I think we're pretty good at that. Uh, I think the membership numbers that we have in Spartanburg and the penetration rate pr proves that pretty good. I'm big on numbers and what numbers tell me. And, uh, and so I've, I've worked in small wise and, you know, and then Spartanburg is $11.5 million YMCA now, and that's a pretty good size Y. So we have expertise on staff that uh, if we run into issues here, we can pull on. And then we're connected across the United States with uh, 2,700 locations. If we need help, we can, we, you know, Ys are always leaning on others for ideals and, and also for staff support and that kind of stuff. So we draw people from, uh, just hired a, a, a young lady not too long ago from Indianapolis. So, um, uh, you know, it's a great career. It's a great opportunity for people uh, that want to serve others to uh, and impact people to work. And so, yeah, I'm sort of, uh, I think uh, staffing will, this will draw people, great area of the country to live. I think um, we'll get some expertise. Uh, we've got layers of uh, leadership that will also uh, help make this work. But ultimately, any why comes down to the community and um, the ability to collaborate, and uh, especially especially in a small town, for, for this why to be successful, and I've said this from day one, is uh, we have to be able to collaborate, and we have to do our share of that as well. So. And the school system here has been great. The county's been great. Uh, so far, a lot of doors have been open for us. And uh, the smaller the community, the more you have to do that. But one of the keys to success in Spartanburg has been the relationship with the hospital. So we're interested in working with the hospital. Are we talking about things like uh, rehabilitation services, Correct. therapeutic? Um, yeah. In Spartanburg, we have uh, regional has a, uh, in one of our locations, they have uh, square footage in that building. And... Uh, and it certainly gives us one of the most diverse front doors in the upstate. And uh, so uh, it's a great opportunity. And I, I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to have impact on this community that most people don't realize. Well, the reason I asked you to be part of this podcast was because I realize it will have a big impact. I mean, we're, we're not talking about a, a little storefront exercise studio. We're talking about something much bigger than that, that can employ a lot of people and and provide a lot of services. Um, it, it could make a difference to so many people if they have access to things like after-school child care. Is that part of the, the thinking? The school does the after-school uh, child care now, but we've, we've talked to them about that programming. And, uh, you know, our job is to do what's best for the community. And if it's best for the community, it's usually best for the Y as well. I can't tell you how many times as a leadership team we've sat down and, and discussed an issue and then, well, what's best for the community, what's best for the why, and come up with a solution to that uh, problem. We've got a great opportunity. And, you know, if you think about how many communities are in this country and, and uh, Polk County gets, is getting ready to be one of 2,700 locations with an over $9 billion brand, it's a great opportunity for the community as well. I know in... Uh, my, like I said, my first CEO job, it was 25,000 people in that community. And um, 
when the superintendent was hiring teachers, they, he, he, he brought them down and gave tours of the Y. This is what we did for our community. Uh, when, the, uh, when they were trying to get a business to locate there, they would bring the owner of the business and tour the Y. This is what this town came together to do for their community. So it sets you apart, makes you special, and just in the numbers. And sometimes I don't know if people think of it in those terms. Well, I suspect that people haven't thought about what just having a why can mean to things like recruitment of employees. And teachers and, and, uh, and other professionals and... Uh, retirees. Retirees. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm, uh, I'm most proud of at uh, the why I worked at in, in, in South Georgia was it's 25,000 people. That was the first major fundraising event that that town had ever been in. And it taught the people to give back to their community. So they built the Y and, and got it off the ground. And then um, after the success of the Y, the high school band raised a half a million dollars to send the, the 200 and some kids to New York City to be in a Macy's Day Parade. And then the chamber built a new building. And, and then the hospital had, a, had fundraising events. And it just sort of, uh, taught that uh, to have a quality town, everybody has to give back at times. And that's that's one of the reasons I like this public-private, there's an educational uh, piece to that for the community. And it's one of the things that the why, uh, people that when they, still when they think of the why in that town, they don't really think of it in those terms. But if you talk to the leaders, they'll say, yeah, that it did that. The other thing that it did was, it was in South Georgia and uh, it was, uh, in the 80s and uh, it brought people together. It was a place where people of all races, all abilities could come together. Not because they were had to go to school together, they certainly didn't go to church together, uh, and it changed that community in that way, in a, in a, in a positive way. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, can, it can make an impact that I, I don't think most people think about. And, well, I think what you do have on your plate right now is telling people about why they should invest in this why as a community, right? I mean, now that, now that it's going ahead, we've got to find the money. Um, how, how will the county or, the, or, say, the town of Columbus be involved? Uh, our partner right now is the county, and uh, they've been very supportive. Uh, they have... Uh, uh, there's some commissioners that serve on the committee. Uh, uh, Marsh Pittman, the county manager, has been very active in this. Angie High has been very active in this, and uh, we've gone to look at other wise. Uh, they meet on a regular basis. Michael Ballman uh, has agreed to help raise the money for this. Everybody, I think, in that group understands the impact that the that the Y can have. It's a what we're hearing from some of the studies uh, that we've done is a lot of people believe that as well. And so, uh, you know, it's an exciting time. What they do and that kind of is really key to the success of this. And, uh, but, they, but it's important they do, you know, we go through the steps. And, and yes, it's taken a while, but it's also, it's, it's important to get it right. And I think they're getting it right. Well, what kind of money are we talking about? 
I mean, just so people have an understanding of the scope of, of the fundraising challenge. Yeah, we're looking at about a $13 million project. And uh, it's, uh, we're, they're doing a, they're, they're completing a study that'll be presented. It'll say, this is how much money you can raise. And that should be in, in the next week or two. Uh, and uh, I think they're going to present to county council uh, then. And, um, and then we'll sort of go from there. I mean, uh, the, right now, cost of building anything is is very expensive. Uh, trying to put a deck on the back of my house, and I'm thinking, uh oh. And uh, you got to book like a year in advance these days just to get your deck fixed. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. But uh, um, recently, prices have come down a little bit. Um, but uh, I, so it really depends on the community. It's going to get done. What happens, I think, depends on how much money people invest in it, uh, the weather, the size of it, and that kind of thing. So, uh, and it can, and like I said, we're going to build it where it can be added on if, if it has to be added on. And so they're working on that, and we'll see how that comes. And like I said, prices are very volatile. We've, I've met with architects and met with builders and getting all kinds of ranges for that. And, uh, but you know some of that's already been committed. Airwai was very fortunate to be picked. Uh, was one of Mackenzie Scott uh, YMCA's. We were one of 43 YMCA's. Uh, she vetted all of the YMCA's, and um, we were one of 43 to get a gift. So sorry, we're just we're talking about the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos. Yes, and she had billions of dollars to give away. And uh, and uh, one of her and she does it regularly. And we were one of uh, we were the smallest Y of the 43 to get a gift and uh, and our board is committed to money to this project off of some of that money and and so uh, and then we've got the land gift so uh, we're, you know we're we're closing in on uh, two million dollars already on the table and uh, so we'll see what the other uh, numbers come in at of what we can raise and then we'll build what we can build well what kind of a commitment are you asking from the county uh, that hasn't been determined yet. That will be, that that should be within the next uh, six weeks, I would think, because uh, when the fundraising firm has come in, interviewed people, they will have a a range of what that number will be that we can raise, and then they'll go to the county and say, okay, this is what we can contribute to it, whether it's a fifty-fifty split or you know, I don't know, but that's. Uh, We'll know more about that when they make their report uh, to the commissioners. One thing that occurs to me is it's an interesting time for fundraisers in, in this part of the world because we've also got the Rails to Trails, uh, the Saluda Grade Rails to Trails project that is in its early days but looks like it's going ahead. They just recently um, agreed on a price with uh, Norfolk Southern. So there's going to be more fundraising going on around here to try to get that project moving along as well. Um, so you're going to be competing a little bit, probably with some, maybe some, some of the big corporate donors and that type of sort of thing. Uh, you know, anything that betters community, I'm for. Uh, and so if they can, if, if, if somebody wants to support that project, then they should support that project. If they want to support the why, they should support the why. If it makes community better, then do where your heart leads. If that's where your heart lies, then follow your heart. I'm just wondering, is there any opportunity to collaborate, maybe integrate the, the, the services of the Y provides with 
the folks who might want to be taking advantage of the, the grade trail? Yeah, um, I, I know that project is much longer term and uh, uh, could be years. And, uh, and we're looking at 25. Yeah. Uh, somebody may, uh, so they may have their pe pledge paid uh, before that gets started even. So, but uh, I think it's biblical to give back. And, uh, and so um, it's better to have a community of givers than takers. And so I would encourage people to follow their heart and give where they want, where they, where they feel their heart is, and uh, whether that's to whatever program. And uh, so um, I don't think there's ever too much fundraising going on. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we just wrap up there? Because that's an optimistic note, not to say that, there's a question of whether or not this is going to work. It looks like you have a very solid plan. It's in 2025 you expect to be open? That's the goal. And, uh, and some of it depends on, the, you know, this next report and the people that were interviewed and, and the indications that, th that they come through. And some of it depends on the county. But uh, I'm very optimistic about it and excited about it. And... Uh, and not and, and and everybody's excited about a facility and and I understand that but YMCA's are program centers and and really the impact lies in the programs and I mean there's nothing quite like when a, a child learns to swim from that wall to that wall and you see the look on their face or a cancer survivor and and Livestrong program who's come through uh, their battle with cancer and in that program the beautiful thing about the Y. There's hundreds of those stories that go on every day and just blessed to be around or have a career that lets you see stuff like that. And uh, watching a kid score their first soccer goal or make their first basket or uh, somebody lose 25 pounds. It's just, it's a great uh, organization. I've been, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a spiritual person. I believe it's God's plan for me to work there. And I've been very blessed to do that and just to see the change and the impact that it makes. It's really about the impact that you make on others. The facility's great, but what goes on in that facility is greater. And the impact that you, it allows you to make on people is phenomenal. And, and we see it, we hear it in, in the, when we speak to donors. Well, you know, I, I was, this morning I was meeting with some, a lady who grew up in youth and government and uh, and she was uh, she's a retired teacher from Polk County High School, and the impact that that, that program made on her life. And uh, so there's a lot of people got why stories, and uh, uh, trust me, the impact will be great. It it'll, it'll, it it will change people's lives, change children's lives, and it'll it'll change the community. Of that, I have no doubt. So good luck, and thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Rick answered all of my questions, but if you have more that haven't been answered, there are some links on the show notes on your podcasting app to a lot more information. And you should also know that uh, Paul Byler and Tommy Melton are the two commissioners for Polk County that are on the Polk County YMCA Development Committee, along with Aaron Green from Polk County Schools and Sharon Decker from Tryon International Equestrian Center and a bunch of other folks. So you can reach out to them for more information or to figure out how you might end up supporting it, if that's your thing. That's it for this episode. Thanks very much for listening. And if you want to get a hold of me, it's jameh at polklore.com.